Horse. This call is now being recorded. Okay, now you can say horse. Okay, horse. Hey. Horse. What's, What's up? up? How Cross we're... Country horse. Cross country horse, dude. We're uh, phoning on lines. Fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you had an SNL party all night or something? I mean, on Saturday, yeah, but it's fucking Monday, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess. So what's I up? mean, well, I mean, that might might not be anything about being forty or whatever. If you stay up until three o'clock in the morning one night, does that just mean your entire next week is completely fucking ruined? Listen, when I get there, I'll let you know. I'll tell you when I get there. You've never stayed up until three. That's impossible. Wait, well, you do that constantly. Hopefully, a lot of the horses got the joke. I'm acting okay. like I'm not 40 yet, all right? So <laughs> if you need a Red Bull or a Snickers, then why don't you go get one and call me back? <laughs> Woo! I just My had a cup of green tea. I think that'll power us through it. I, just, I don't, there like, you go. here's it. a question. When you, I feel like every time I come to New York, it just makes me fucking tired all the time, even yeah. if I don't stay up until three. Is that, like, is that a common thing? Is that why all these people yeah, are the so, city's like, unlivable. all the time? You can't live it. You cannot live it at your income level. New York is unlivable unless you can insulate yourself with town cars and gourmet meals and spot. You can't do that, that town. Like that. Well, I mean, it's, it's something that nobody ever talks about is how, you know, everyone always gives Los Angeles all this shit for having traffic. But you get on this damn train I mean, it's, it still takes an hour to get anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Good point, but I'll, but I'll tell you what. I started reading a uh, Britney Spears book. Oh, The Woman in and, Me. Is that what it's called? Let me see. Uh, no. <laughs> Wait. What is this? Is you know it, I can't wo- find it? You know I can't find it? Because I didn't think to look in my music section of books, like where I have my music books, because I, I just consider you her were a thinking, celeb. Right. Or, I mean, an actor, since she was in, uh, yeah, that's cro- what was it, Crossroads? Yeah, there you go. The Woman in Me, yeah, there. you're reading The Woman in Me, okay. I know there's no public transportation anyway, in you were saying, Louisiana. I said, you know, New York's unlivable. You said yeah. this, that. Well, I'm saying Brittany said that New York dancers have more heart than the L.A. dancers. They just have more heart. Hmm. I will say that I once... I drove through the town that she's from in Louisiana, uh-huh. and uh, I went into a convenience store, and it, I think it's, this is the only time this has ever happened in my life. I saw a man uh, wearing overalls with no shirt under them. What's hillbilly? You know, like, from, yeah, that, from like, the char- like central casting character of a hillbilly where it's just like kind of a uh, corpulent man, filthy, wearing. Yeah, yeah. And I believe somebody uh, also... Yeah, I lived. Someone I else? lived in Texas. I lived okay. in Texas. I got used to it. Okay. Well, some of us uh, didn't. You know what I mean? It's anyway. Somebody you're also... in New York, and uh, <laughs> tell us about some of your journey. Should I tell them about it right here on this episode uh, of Grift? Grift or Force? I don't think she's I gotta say, New York what New that? York wore you out to the point where you can't even say grip horse. Well, I was waiting for you to chime in, motherfucker. <laughs> like we do every other week. What's your excuse? Why don't you get Where'd New you get Yorked it? up? When I used to go to New York, I would get all New Yorked up and then I'd go back to Austin and alienate everybody. It was a it was a uh episode of Austin stories where I just come back too juiced up on New York. You With go all the there. virulent hostility. Yeah, that's just how. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I go there, and what happens? I don't know. It's like you're you're too drained to say grift horse, but we'll push through. I was it. waiting for you. You want me to start it's talking? New York. I'll start. Let's cook. Oh my god! Okay, let's cook, son. All right. One thing I will say. Probably the only. Well, not the only. There's there's a number of positive things I can say about New York City. One. Obviously, you can get, like, an egg and cheese sandwich at a bodega for $3 still. That's great. But two. Really? Yeah, yeah. The people. Oh, they draw the you people, in so that you buy vapes and coffee and shit. 
the, the pe- people just leave unceremoniously leave shit outside of their apartments everywhere. I was walking good through. Shit. I, I mean, pr- pretty good shit. Uh, you know, obviously I don't have a, a car or a house here, but you could, but baby. I feel like you could outfit a house within an afternoon because they're not just they're not just leaving out like a hoodie. They're leaving out. I saw an entire puppet theater outside someone's apartment yesterday. That would be a fun. You know, like, what uh, the... Would just be a fun video to make. Of what? Say, so we're going to walk around up... New York City today and, and furnish a vacant apartment. Mm. I mean, if any if any uh, influencers are listening right now, I I don't know why that wouldn't go viral on TikTok dot com. Well, it's probably oh, it's too expensive of a, a video to make because you got to pay seven thousand dollars for the vacant apartment. <laughs> but I, I had that boy. thought about I had that thought about out here, like if you had a uh, you know a warehouse uh, type, you know where people turn a warehouse into a uh, a uh, living space. Mm-hmm. If you just went on Craigslist, you just give me a week on Craigslist and a van and you could probably have like 10 different living areas all oh absolutely you could turn it into a fucking showroom but the yeah. the beauty about new york is that you don't have you don't even have to go on craigslist all you gotta do is just yeah, walk around right there you know what i'm saying i yeah. saw it all dude i saw i, I saw food i saw clothing food i saw count. records i'm not out What's there that? looking for food no one i'm not out there looking for food i just want that for posterity but I, well, it, it wasn't even cooked. I mean, food, saying there's like, stuff on the sidewalk is good, but I, yeah. I mean, I'm no. I'm telling you. I'm telling who's you. Who's leaving that, food? You're saying people are leaving food outside. It was unmade food. It was like a bag of beans that had not been opened. Oh, you, you like know what I mean? Like provisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vittles. You okay. Know what I, mean? I thought you were talking pizza crust and stuff. I'm not talking pizza crust, cream. But what Have I'm saying. You had any is, pizza? Do you have I've any not pizza? had any pizza. I've not had any pizza. Full disclosure. Although I will say, you, did... you went there for burritos. Why did you go to New York? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I pulled Triggy on a uh, too good to go yesterday. That the great. I mean, I've told you this a million times, but you never listen. Too to soon, word, John Lennon. Too soon on the pull, Triggy. John Lennon. Sorry, go ahead. Didn't we that can't edit in that out. Okay. Um, <laughs> too soon. But I, I did a too good too good to go. Uh and it was like five dollars for just like a big old rice bowl with all this like Ecuadorian shit on it. It was incredible. What's man. that, a restaurant? I mean no, the restaurant wasn't called rice bowl with Ecuadorian shit on it. It was at Oh, a restaurant. you did the app with that gives you the leftover food? I did the app that gives you the leftover food. Because when you open it when you're in New York, it's just i mean it's just you got Baby, it's the world is your oyster. Everywhere. Every different kind of fucking cuisine, really? and everything's like four hundred feet away from you. It's Whoa. nuts. It's absolutely so, nuts. So, uh, so you're eating cheaper in New York than you would in LA for comparable food. Um, in a way, let's say I did do. I made the mistake of you know when you like stay at someone's house, like I'm staying at Claire's house, and I do the thing where I'm like, oh, I'll take you to dinner because uh, I'm staying at your place. And then you right, go to right. dinner, and then she orders a hot toddy, and then the hot toddy ends up costing as much as the meal. You know what I mean? And doesn't she doesn't she have the uh, self awareness to look over and understand? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you know, yes, I did. I did spend seventy dollars on that meal. Uh, Seventeen somehow of which was mine. Oh, that's still a good deal but, for a week stay in New York. But exactly. I mean, if you space it out. You know what I mean? And I'm getting free green tea here. They let me use the shower. I just did laundry the in the basement. That, uh, is she the type that doesn't change any of her habits just because you're staying there? Just has sex in front of you and stuff? No, no. Um, okay. Though, if that were the case, there's two doors between me and where that would transpire. So I guess that also wouldn't okay. be an issue, really. Isn't that Describe beautiful? what it would be like if there weren't those two doors. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose I would then would be become somehow become an unwitting part of the polycule. Um and Lord, who has the time? You know what I'm saying? What is that word you just used? Polycule? 
polycule. You don't know what a polycule is? It's 2024. It's like a friend. molecule, but it's a bunch of people having sex? Yeah, yeah, basically. A polycule it's is really like when you got, you got like a group of, isn't it? When you got like a group of people who all agree that they want to fuck each other or whatever. But when you, but you're saying cule at the end, like C-U-L-E? I believe that's what they call it. I'm looking Polycule. at I'm, I'm sitting in front of a computer because right now. Even a, because a molecule, wait, a molecule is a it's, compound of it's the on, atoms. It's on so Wikipedia. Each one, of, this each isn't, one of them is like an atom, and while they're fucking, they're all hooked up to make a molecule. Well, according to Wikipedia, and again, this is Wikipedia. This isn't like Urban Dictionary or anything. Uh, a polycule is all of the people linked through their relationships, usually romantic and or sexual, to one or more members of a polyamorous group. Oh, Example, my God. Our, our polycule doubled in size when my spouse started seeing Boris, whose husband has six other partners. <laughs> Holy crow. People are living like this? I mean, that was the, according to the Wikipedia example, I don't know that there is a if, if you were, actual Boris. How much hand sanitizer and that kind of shit would you have on hand if you were living that lifestyle? I'd be like, I'd have fucking Lysol, fucking Glass Plus. I'd have it everywhere. I think I would probably just live in a plastic bubble, to be completely honest. You would live in a plastic bubble, but then be part of a polycule? Well, no. I mean, I would just, I would be, I guess I would just be watching from the plastic bubble because then nobody would be able to enter the plastic bubble. And so you're in New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm in New York. Oh, I will say, okay, so I went to Manhattan one day, right? And I had never seen Where had a, you been? Where have I been so far? No, like you went to Manhattan. Where were you instead? Well, I was staying in Brooklyn because that's the law. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Okay. But then we I took the train. I you in Manhattan because you had to go to Manhattan to go to SNL, didn't you? Well, yeah. This, well, this was en route to going to it. Okay. When I oh. when I walked in that area towards Rockefeller Center, I had never seen this before in my whole life, and I don't know why. I've never seen people selling bootleg handbags on the street. Oh, my God. But like, Welcome to New York, dude. But, but ones that looked, like, real. I feel like yeah. in Los Angeles, like, you'll go downtown or whatever, Santee Alley or whatever, They'll have, somebody will sell, like, a shitty T-shirt that has, like, Chanel, but it's misspelled, embroidered on it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, nobody would actually believe that this is real. But they had, they had handbags that looked like the real, real deal Holyfield. I said, wow, and they're just doing it right on the street, Kramer. Did you buy one? No, I did not buy one. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess that the, uh. The fashion industry is there. It's more concentrated. Like, Santee Alley is near, uh, you know, the downtown L.A. part where they make fashion and textiles. But New York is just a much bigger version of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. No, I mean, I don't know how good the stuff I used to see. I used to go down to Houston Street, and there'd be guys all up and down the street selling Rolexes and stuff. And then there's differing quality. Well, maybe that is a big deal that they've just gotten real good at making the the fakes. I mean, granted, it was dark, and I didn't get too close. You know, I wasn't investigating the stitching or anything like that. You could have shown up at 30 Rock with a friggin' Gucci bag. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I showed up without Sam's Gucci bag. I have heartbreaking news to tell you. There, there's, there was nothing flippable there. What at the, uh, the Thirty Rock store? Well, no, at like SNL. Oh, really? You couldn't. Well, get for a anyone mo- listening, I went to, a, I went to a taping of Saturday Night Live. Um, went to a taping, the highest rated one in twenty years. Was it? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I was trekking Nielsen afterward or anything like that. Uh, to no, be completely cool honest, I hardly street- wanted. Looking for street beans. <laughs> oh look, someone's throwing out beans. That thing was that thing went big, so I've heard. So you've heard. Did you watch it? No. I mean Saturday Night yeah, Live to me has to distill down to like it's three months later and they put out the best ten sketches of the year so far. Mm. <laughs> <And I watched. laughs> 
no shots fired. I know there's talented people out there. Absolutely, sure. Um, no, there was nothing. They don't give you, you know, they don't give you even you know, a drink coaster. They don't give you any. I mean, I, I drank a lot of seltzers. What a, were you, were you like, did, could you walk around the offices and stuff? Were you, oh, had, yeah. had any fun? And there was no, I mean, like, grab a mug, grab a pen, grab something that's got nothing a logo on it. I really? mean, yeah. And it, I have to say, you know, I guess the money-saving tip, uh, Beemore and Michaels, it looks like they haven't fucking remodeled it since, like, the 70s. Oh, that's got to be that. That's psychological. That's to, that's to keep the pressure on the new writers. Y'all, mm. you don't like it here? It was good enough for Jim Downey. <laughs> good enough for Odin Kirk. Yeah, I mean, I, like, walking around the hallways, like, I felt like I was in Larry Sanders' show or some shit. It, like, looks the same mm. as, right. you know what I mean, something that looked old in the 90s. Yeah. Um, I guess they're, they're keeping it. Though I will say, I guess, and I, I guess this is a recent addition, um, there is a bartender in the writer's room during shows now. So Really? I got does a the writers, does the writer huh. in the writer's room have guests and stuff? Mm, no, I don't really think I don't think I was necessarily supposed to be in there. Um, oh, okay. But I, but I went in there. They get to have a bar in the writers' room. <laughs> wow. But they, but what was cool about it is that there was a bar and a bartender, right? But they had uh, they had you know they make non-alcoholic Corona now. No. Grammar, hello. Are you still there? No, N-A I mean Corona, the joke dude. about Corona. The joke about Corona was about how it wasn't even really beer. Like, it was just so light, it wasn't even beer. <laughs> well, I mean, there our greatest minds merged together and figured out a way to make it even lighter. You know what I'm saying? Right on. So now it's just, it's the suggestion. And uh, hey, that, they had wine, you drank, too. You drank yeah. that in there? I had a couple, I had a couple fake Coronas. I had uh, quite a few seltzers. Um, and then... After afterward, I went went to the the party. You know, you know they have well, a party all you after from the on site, the excitement, the electricity, the live taping, the well, incidents, the, the what anything that happened there. Well, the thing is, they wouldn't they, they won't let you see anything. Like I couldn't even go down to the floor to like the actual stage while it was happening. Oh, you didn't get you weren't in the audience at all. You were just no. in the writers' room. No, I guess if you're like, well, if you're a get, like we're just we were expected to just sit in James's like uh, dressing room the whole time and watch oh. it on closed circuit television. You know what I mean? And then oh, we, so but instead there, we went in, not really. Yeah, we went into the writers' room to watch it on closed circuit television. And they then, like going to a stadium to watch a game, but they just have you in a room where you're watching it on a monitor. Yeah, because they're ah, we even we tried to go downstairs because it's like they you know all the offices and stuff are upstairs and then there's one floor below is where they tape it you know and we like just tried to go out there to just stand in the back and watch and then there was just this you know this heavy manning the door so, like what are you doing can we go in there no it could have been it could have okay. been because of you <laughs> it could have been because like they thought you were gonna pussy riot the whole thing. <laughs> Like they got my CV before I showed up or whatever. You were gonna soy bomb them with some, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be that would have been nice. <laughs> I'm not above soy bombing that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then, but then, yeah. I mean, you can't really be you can't really wild out too much because then you might put your friend's job at risk or whatever. This is a new me. I'm mature now. I care about other people's feelings and stuff. Um, and so you so went to the after party? Went to the after party. Um, it was in a Mexican food restaurant. And uh, it was great because my, my friend's new agent was there. Uh, and so she got CAA to pay for the pay for the shrimp. That's nice. Um, yeah, because a fact, a fact about the SNL after parties is that uh, nothing's free. Oh, is that true? That is true. You go to a restaurant. All the times you hear about those things, just everybody's paying their own way? Yes. <laughs> you go to a restaurant and nothing's free. Wow. <laughs> no wonder they got the writers a bartender. It's just to be like, you know, 
you stop complaining that the after party costs you money. Well, I, I will say the red and yellow bartender, and then the also there's, uh, there's maybe like 10 boxes of pizza in the writer's room, too, during the show. So there's, I guess there's no reason not to get drunk and carbo load. You know what I'm saying? Did you have pizza? I did not have any pizza because I foolishly had already eaten earlier. Oh, uh, I would have known that. What's that? Where'd you eat? Well, that was this. This was the seventy dollar dinner. Preceded that, oh, we went to some okay. sort of me- wow. some Mediterranean restaurant. Um, I think and- there's tension between you and Claire in that she she made you pay for that dinner <laughs> or sort of. A- it's not what well, I offered. You know what I mean? It's not. Is she? I offered. I I offered to buy the dinner. And Am frankly, I mean, on it, it could have been worse. She, she can't have sex in her place because you're hanging around there, and so she's a little tense. So she makes you. She puts the screws to you for some Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> Write us in. Let us know how you think this will resolve. Griftersplatygmail.com. Let us know how this will resolve. So I will so, say, um, you, yeah. um, I met Lauren Michaels. I was introduced to Lauren Michaels. Holy crow. Yeah. Wow, at the after party? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us about um, that. Uh, I was introduced to Lauren Michaels. Uh, well, my friend James uh, brought me up to Lauren Michaels and said, this is Megan. I used to be in a band with her. Um, she's a, I think she said like, he's a, she's a brilliant essayist. I think is what he told Lauren Michaels about me. Wow. And then I shake Lauren Michaels hand and I looked at him and one, he reeked of gum. Like the most, <laughs> the most any, I've ever been around anyone that smelled of gum. It was like <laughs> times 10 and it was winter green too. I'm just like, it permeated like the gum fucking particles permeated wow. the entire Maybe, uh, it's like area. Wintergreen cologne, so he just always smells. <laughs> he reeked of gum. Uh, he had a bandage above his eye, and he was wearing a Fitbit. Really? And yeah, those are those are all my facts. Uh, very firm handshake. Okay. You do the math. I okay, can't. So you're not. You're not I can't say tell us what his response was. What oh, uh, very nice, very nice to meet you. <laughs> His response was very nice to meet you. And what do you think the bandage was about? Mm, it was right above the eyebrow. I mean, it's kind of the sort of bandage that a man gets when he falls down. Um, I don't know why anybody would be. I don't know why anybody would be shaving Thank around you. the eyebrow. Who pushed oh, him down? Right. Fallon socked him. <laughs> Could be. You know how Fallon gets when he's drunk. You're quite a detective. All right, what else? <laughs> oh, I, here, here's something else. I, I, I saw, I saw her. I saw. You know the new thing uh, in Brooklyn now. Now that like weed is legal and stuff, right? Um, there's people sell weed out of buses. They drive like they, around? Well, like, no, like, they get an old school bus, and then they, like, paint a bunch of marijuana leaves on the outside of it, and then they just park it on the street, and then you just, like, you mm-hmm. walk up like it's a, like it's a taco truck, basically. Wow. Why don't they and have that And they sell you weed. I don't know why That's they crazy. don't have that thing. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Who would have thought they'd be ahead of us on something? That sounds like it should be going on out here. Well, I mean, yeah. Maybe I've been be. wrong. I've been wrong about New York. Maybe it is more livable. <laughs> I mean, maybe only in that regard. There's still, you know, it's bitterly cold and there's trash everywhere. Oh, yeah, it's cold, huh? Oh, yeah. And then uh, the weed, did you buy any of the weed at the truck or anything? I did not buy what? any of the weed, but I, w- I was told that the weed is kind of like, I don't know if it's... Sketchy. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's uh, okay. synthetic weed. I don't know if it's uh, you know, they got they, they threw some spice. In I'm there trying too. to pick. I'm trying to picture a New York City where people are just allowed to sell sketchy weed out of a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as soon as I got off the train and I was walking to Claire's apartment, there was just the people directly in front of me were just openly smoking a joint while they were walking. 
pretty wild stuff. Love it. Wild you know stuff. What I'm I used to have to go to this fake bodega. It was like all these old products on the wall, and there was Jamaican guys there. And you'd have to act like you're going there to buy like spaghetti sauce, but did they <laughs> give you weed? Wait, did you they have to like say shit in code too? Not really. It was just kind of quiet, but then they'd give you a bag and there'd be something in there, like an old fucking, you know, some old spaghetti or something in there. They would act like they're giving you products. Wow. But you, how did you order the, how did you order the stuff? You actually you just know, say, you, just you, walk, uh, you walk in there and you just go, yeah, give me an ounce. And he goes, all right. And he hands you, you know, spaghetti, but with weed in the bag. But he still makes sure to put the spaghetti also in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would get hmm. stuff when you go there. Would you Would you eat the spaghetti? No. It was like, you know what I mean? It was like sun-bleached packaging. <laughs> it was like some of the products on the wall, there was like burnt shadows on the wall behind them. Like it was just like <laughs> maybe from the time it was a real bodega or something. Just the shit hadn't been moved. It was like dusty old fucking shit. How do you even find out about a place like this? Just like, you know, college age or young 20s. Just I got the hookup. This guy went here. You could go get it. You know, anything kind of clandestine like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like grift horse type shit, word of mouth. Right. Heavy, heavy underground. Heavy New York underground. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or of a Caribbean influence you don't find here. What? I mean, is there anything I should do while I'm here? <laughs> New York City, listen. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking backwater of southern uh, fucking Iowa. Yeah, there's things you could do there. Like um, what? Name one. Well, I mean, I left there. I fleed there, just hoping that the rest of the world wasn't as harsh. And then kind of having to find out and recover over in, in Austin. And then I was even scared to move here because I was like, what if it's like New York? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if I was if I was there right now. Yeah, what would you do if you were uh, here right now? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, I'm like, uh, I guess I'm like right by Queens. Like the right. like I the border between Brooklyn and Queens. Yeah, I would find something to do right by Queens. I would just I would I would explore neighborhoods that are close by where I don't have to get on a train. Mm. Well, I now I feel I kind of fucked myself because as soon as I got here, I got that damn you know like seven day subway pass. Yeah, I've only used it like four times. Now here's your money saving tip. To anybody who's listening to the sound of my voice that visits New York, don't immediately buy the seven-day train pass, okay? Because it's two $2.80 each trip. And I guess if you pay with your phone, you know, you, like, tap your phone. If you get to the point where it, you, you get enough trips that you would have paid for the – would have bought the week pass anyway, then they just kind of give you the rest of the week free. So I think I might – Honestly, I might be I might have lost like $15 just buying the pass cuz I don't even think I'm going to ride the train that much. Do you understand anything so I'm saying? You get, if you fly to uh one of the most expensive cities <laughs> in the country, <laughs> what you could do once you're there, spending 70 on dinners, mm-hmm. is you could say 50. <laughs> hey, for for locals and stuff that may be uh that may be a good tip for people in the area, at least. Maybe not people that live in New York proper, but you know, well, I mean, Connecticut, New Jersey. I, if you're if you're here and you're taking a car, if you're not taking the subway, even though the subway takes it takes a fucking hour to get anywhere. I mean, I think taking a Uber or whatever, it's like at least thirty five dollars minimum to get you know two miles or some shit. It's not it's nothing futz. So you're kind of just you're beholden to this train. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I live there. You're beholden to a lot of things. You're sure. basically reminded that this country was started by rich people and that you are descendants of the servant class. <laughs> the indentured <laughs> that came over and had to work it off. <laughs> and and that's, no, it's a, 
that's why they bless you by by putting uh, beans on the street. There you go. The and, beans are yeah. there to help There's you the beans. Lot. There's puppet theaters. There's uh, waterlogged records. Things of this no, nature. No, speaking of records, listen to this musical tale. I okay? am. I'm reading this uh, Bono, this book, the Bono interview book. Mm-hmm. I know a lot Wait, of why are you would... doing this? Um, I got it years ago and started leafing through it in the bookstore, and I was actually like, oh, this is like the good side of Bono. This isn't the sunglasses and the, you're like, this was the good side. So I, I bought the book and then now I'm rereading it. I'm I know a lot of people's gag reflex went off when I said Bono interview book. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, me, myself, myself included, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> tell a story about the edges. The edges' dad is named Gavin, and okay. uh, and uh, he says that uh, they used to rehearse. You too, when they first got started, they rehearsed in a tiny shed in Gavin's backyard in the edges' dad's back. You know, it's their backyard. I'm awesome. So anyway, I thought of your shack and everything. Maybe you rent that out to a band or something out in the desert. But uh, mm. but but listen, Bono was saying that um, whenever he sees Gavin, Gavin's always like, Bono, is it time? Is it time for the shed? And Bono's <laughs> like, what do you mean? And he's like, eBay, eBay, is it time, Bono? Is it time for the shed? <laughs> he's like, he's hot on selling that shed to some YouTube fan. And he's like, check in with Bono to see the timing of it. That's fucking rich, dude. Well, yeah. What kind of? I mean, does he need the money? Is the edge no, not giving a probably, kickback to his fucking dad? I think it's one of those things. It's like it's on your yard, so you're just always seeing it, and you're thinking like, one day I could make a bunch of money off that fucking shit, you know? Because it's, it's always in your face. <laughs> oh, speaking of eBay, uh, at the at SNL, uh, I get the musical guest was twenty. What? 21, 21 Savage. Savage, Red Rum. Oh, I mean, there's Red Rum. Red Rum. <laughs> did they do Red Rum? Uh, did they do Red Rum? I, I can't the answer song, that question. He probably did the song Red Rum, yeah. Okay. I didn't. I, I, I'm I'm so sorry to inform you. I did not watch I the got, musical performance on Closer. I got my finger on the pulse of youth culture. Don't worry about it. I know you do. Um, but after the, after the show... Uh, somebody just approached my friend who's on the show with like a like a big cardboard box, and said, uh, "Oh, Twenty One Savage wants you to have this," and handed him a hoodie. No. And I was like, "Oof, eBay City, oh, dude." Wow. I didn't get. I mean, I think he just. I think he kept it. But I. Damn. I did one of those things but, where it's like you're acting like you're making a joke, but you're actually dead serious. Where I'm like, "You want me to flip that for you?" Yeah, you know it's I mean? like like your connection with uh. You flipped all that good shit from, uh, wasn't it Nathan Fielder or something? Oh, Joe Parra. Yeah, Joe Parra. I'm I'm looking at, I'm on on eBay right now. 21 Savage hoodie. Well, that's going to be a lot of choices. I mean, there's a lot of, wow, there's, is this for, wait, let me look look at sold here. Because we have a lot of people asking a lot of, Wild. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at 150 over and over and over again. Wow. That's Ooh, the I one you saw. 200. Wow. God damn it. And now, what did your friend do to uh, distinguish himself for tw- and for 21? Like 21 wants you to have this, or did all the cast members get it? I would assume all the cast members got it. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't bring some hoodie. You know I mean? yeah, 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 I think yeah, yeah, exactly. I just happened to be standing next to a cast member uh, at the time, so while it was disseminated, but there were no there are no words of specificity given. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Hey, uh, totally did. Um, I had a question. I lost it. Continue. I'm listening. Continue. No, oh, you I know what? You know what I'm doing instead of doing anything? I'm reading uh, Stephen King's On Writing. Never read it before. Have you read that? Yeah. It's actually, 
I started rereading it again in this pile this year, but it it already fell out. It already fell out of favor. Why is that? Um, I just, I don't know. It doesn't grab me. He says, like, I don't know. It's too, like, I grew up in the 1950s. I don't know. It's not, it didn't grab me. You're not I'm really, reading, uh... I'm reading Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, for, forgive me if I'm wrong. Are you the one that you're not really, like, a childhood person? You don't want to hear about people's childhoods? And it's not so much that, but it's like, it's just the way he, it didn't grab me. Like, some, sometimes people write about stuff in a way that grabs you, and it's not even, like, stuff that you're that interested in. Mm-hmm. But I, it's like, I've never read a Stephen King book. I've never been into horror movies. So even when he's, like, saying, like, cheeky stuff that, like, oh, that might have been why I did, you know, Christine. 30 years later, I'm just like, whatever. I just like, I don't have the references. Well, you, I mean, I know I've, I've read some of them when I was a kid, but I don't, I mean, I'm not, it's not like I'm sitting around reading Stephen King books now. You know what I mean? He just seems like a chill dude. Yeah, no. I mean, I bet maybe if I fought through it, it would have gotten better. You let me know. That, that, that's reason that, uh, you should stick with certain books even when they're not, they don't get off to a bank. I mean, I'm a hundred pages in, and it's uh, we just we just got to the point where he stopped drinking. It's pretty good. I mean, I'm I'm I, I find it compelling. Okay. I stayed up yeah, till three o'clock in the damn morning childhood. reading it one night. Yeah, when you go page a day, that childhood takes like a couple months. Yes. Yeah. You, you're gonna want to fly through <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe with those books, I should just start a little later. When you but go page a day, one. it's like uh, your own childhood. It's purgatorial. Yeah, I mean. yes, yes, slow pace. So um, I never read a John Grisham book ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I found this one. And I go, this would be just kind of funny to throw in, like just as like a goof, you know, like Andy Rooney at the end of sixty minutes. Like this, this isn't anything I'm really interested in. It's just kind of a goof. Yeah. So I'm reading this stuff. I'm just talking about the experience of reading a John Grisham book. There are no unique words in it. <laughs> it's like, what is it like a second grade reading level kind of thing? It's just because um, I'm thinking about it, it's it's like that, and it's just so dry of any flavor whatsoever. Like, and then I'm realizing it's all lawyer books. And it's just, like, it's not exciting, like, it's the 1800s and I'm a lawyer for pirates or something. It's, like, dry, modern lawyer guys. <laughs> and they're, like, uh, they discover this murder. And it's, yeah. like, their names are, like, Bruce, Bob, and Nick. And they walk in Mick the closet. Nick or Nick? Nick. Like, everything is just, like, non Not one of them is named, like, Busby. Like Because, this, I mean, yeah, all, Nick... Mick would be a little out of left field. Let's be honest. Yeah, Nick. And I, yeah, yeah. Regular yeah. name Nick. Yeah, not regular a British Nick. guy, Mick. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm talking about normal, normal. So, yeah, it's not weird. So, yeah, just it's the experience of just looking at the pages. You just, you just never see a word. It's just like, it's like, um, it's like, courtroom, uh, you know, courtroom testimony. I walked over to the window. I saw that there was dust on the window. Some of the dust had fell down onto the carpet. The carpet was gray, like <laughs> every, the whole thing. It's the like a picture book for adults, basically, or like, you know what I mean? The dog got pet. The dog loves being pet. Now the dog's outside. Like, everything is just exposition, basically? Yeah, but it's the, of the driest variety you could ever imagine. It's like, it, it's it's not only procedural. It's devoid of any flavor, of any just uh, peculiarity. Like, when you read Melville or something like that, like, you can't get through a sentence without, like, four massive descriptive words and turns of phrase. Right. <laughs> you go to this Christian stuff. 
but it just seems like it's for people who just like from the beginning of their lives had imagination beat out of them and you're going to be a lawyer and you're going to make money and then they they read these Christian books and it's like it speaks in their language well, so why are you oh, continuing yeah. why are you continuing to read it this is a goof it's just like the same as like reading the Britney book it's just like okay this is just a lark like this isn't Steinbeck this isn't Hemingway it's like okay now we're into the dessert portion I mean what do you, you think... can do when you read a lot of books mm, that's my I mean my major malfunction is only reading one at a time the fuck's my problem how many how many, are, how many are in the rotation right now I can't you keep telling time. me that you keep adding more and it's like yeah, the more year gets longer so yeah, but you know the my my techniques are better now. What do you like mean your techniques moved, are better? Like I move to two pages every two days, which you can actually move faster because you're not picking up every book every day. You're only picking up half the book. <laughs> and then I'm also finding that uh, I just have a I'm just a faster reader now. I know what I'm looking for more now. And then certain books. Are you, you mean you're a faster out. reader since you started doing the daily thing? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Do you think it's just doubt. because you feel like you have you have to read so much that you can't like devote your complete attention to it? Are you just scanning now? No, it's just I'm a better reader. It's like if you'd um if you decided on um you know I'm gonna start working out on January first. Mm. By the end, by the end of February, you're just like better at working out. Like you're I know strong, that routine, you're slightly stronger. You're slightly stronger, and you just have the routine down. Like the like the first right. day when you start reading, you haven't read in a while. You're like, I don't want to read. All right, I'll read one page. Oh, this is boring. It's like I know how to fight through that stuff. I know how to mm-hmm. just get the workout done. I'm hearing noise well, on my stairs outside. I wonder if this is so fascinating that they're just clamoring. They got a glass up against the wall. They're trying to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have now? I mean, what's been going? Oh, did you sell that fucking Pam Greer coffee mug? Oh, go online for me now and see what that auction ended up. What the one where it was like at eighty something bucks? Yeah, it was like an auction that was going to end like last night or something. All right. Let me get, well, now I got to get the computer. Oh, you don't have to do it. I thought you were. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I mean, wait, but you haven't listed yours yet? Is that the idea? Yeah, I'm wait. I was waiting to see how that auction panned out because like once the price is set, then I'm going to undercut it. But I didn't want to just like crazy undercut it, leave money on the table. Let's see. I'm looking up Pam coffee mug. Uh, oh, by the way, the, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, to the list. Eighty-six I went bucks. To, okay, I'll sell it for seventy-nine forty-nine. Mhm. Yeah, tell the listeners so, what we're talking about. Yeah, so I went to Quentin Tarantino. He bought this Vista movie theater, and he opened up a coffee shop in the front. It's called Pam's Coffee, like C O F F Y from the movie Coffee. So I went there and mm-hmm. I bought it. There was two girls working behind the counter. Hey, you guys. How's it going? Good. How long you guys been open? Like six days. Cool. How's it going? <laughs> Good. How much is a month? 30. All right. Uh, okay, I'll take one. You want anything else? No. Okay. No. So Did that you take was me that. Say it again? Did you take me oh, no, I didn't. I didn't take any sleeves, but I got um, the bag. And I got um, mm-hmm. two of the, like, here's our movies. It's going to be next month. Type shit. Oh, you got you know, the like calendar? The, yeah. So those sell on their oh, own? Yeah. Or should I throw, sell them on their own? Well, let me nice. look. I know that, like, New Beverly calendars sell on their own. Yeah. Usually, well, actually, you, though, the New Bev calendars, people usually put them in a lot and sell them. Oh, well, uh, that's Let me look up Vista movie... It's, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm looking if at it's each... not much, I'm going to throw it in with those coffee books. This is a movie calendar, let's say. 
Hmm. I mean, we're getting a lot. Of, like, we should have entered Los Angeles too. Let's say. Um. By the by, there's two of those coffee mugs up right now. One person is trying to sell one for a hundred and twenty dollars, and the other one's got it for ninety. So if yeah, you go in with the boat. eighty, yeah, I mean you're gonna be you're gonna be walking out. You're gonna be walking out pretty quick. Love not, it. Thank you. I don't even know if I'm seeing. I'm trying to look at look at find find any of these fucking movie listing things. I'm not. I'm not yeah, even guess, seeing any. You might be the. Put you might be the. What's up? I was going to say either put Tarantino on there or not, but um, I, I wouldn't imagine there's a huge market for those brand new come see this movies. But I could throw it in with I the think, coffee box. I mean, let's see, Vista movie Tarantino. Uh, someone tried to sell a Vista theater shirt. No buyers. We're not. It's not. It's looking like you might be. If you listed that shit, you might be the first guy. You might be the first guy on there with one of these calendars. I think it's worth worth trying. Tbh. You'll do what I say. It's probably the way it was more likely to turn out. I mean, it's funny well, because I, I am will. doing what I am doing what you said in that you told me to look this thing up for you. And True. So. I, I am doing what you say. And I'm giving you the information from that, if that makes any sense. What you're told is what you'll do, or you'll be sold okay. yeah, to the local zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get a, a, money sa- a New York money saving tip. Don't do anything. I haven't really been spending yeah. any money other than that, that $70. Listen, I bought New a York sandwich, is, a sandwich New salad York, for 10 You're never going to be in that neighborhood again. Explore that neighborhood. I mean, um, the best and most experienced travelers know to stay away from anything touristy. Mm-hmm. Explore, explore the Queens, Brooklyn border. Ask them in Although the bodega, say, what rappers are from around here? They'll They'll be happy to tell you. Wait, you're cutting. You're cutting out. What'd you say? What ask him about Ask him, hey, what rappers are from this Hello? neighborhood? Yeah, I'm right here. I haven't moved. Right here. Okay. Hello. You cut out again. You're kind of like fading in and out for some reason. Yeah. Now I now absolutely I haven't moved. You're in New York City, what? home of horrible reception. I have not moved. Mm. <laughs> I don't. Can you I hear me now? I'm on the Wi-Fi. I can hear I can absolutely hear you. Go to the boat. Well, I will say Ask yeah. them what rappers are from that local area. They'll be happy to tell yeah. you and then we'll start conversation. Go ahead. Okay. And okay. then you can say grip well, it I was gonna and rip say, it. Go ahead. Well, wandering around is kind of an exercise in frustration because like I said, I keep coming across all the stuff on the street that I would love to take. But I just you know, I don't have any room in my bag. All right. Yes, yeah, so stay in and uh, <laughs> watch Naruto on your phone. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> um, it was great to speak with you, Megan. I'm so glad you're out traveling again. Um, I'm doing it vicariously through you, and I feel like I've had mm-hmm. quite an exciting journey to the frigid, frigid barren, wind-whipped area known as New York. New York, people chewing gum in the restaurant, and they're wearing Fitbits. Let's hear it for New York. You know what I mean? I like that. Have you looked up, like uh, have you looked up your uh, buddy, Fran Leibowitz? As in, like, did I did I look to see if she was listed in the? In the Seems phone like book? someone you'd know. Like, I'm hanging out with Fran today. I mean, I, I wouldn't be adverse to the idea, of course, but uh, I think it might be a little more difficult than that. You know what I mean? Maybe I, I could go know. back to Manhattan and just keep walking around, 
smoking cigs. You know a mass. You know famous appears. people in. You know famous people in a lot of major cities. I thought maybe it went beyond Claire in New York. No, no, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I was actually asking. I was, I was asking, does Fran Lebowitz ever come to uh, Saturday Night Live? And the answer is no. Though I will say, here's a tie-in for you. When we were outside, like we were outside before we went in, and you know, there's like all these people standing outside with like shit. They want people to sign, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was one guy standing there, and he was holding a Jaws poster. And wow. I asked Claire, why, "Why the fuck is this guy standing there with holding a Jaws poster?" And she said. Because because uh, uh, Spielberg likes to come to the tapings. He comes all the time. Are you serious? And apparently this is so much of a fact that this guy just stands around waiting to see if Steven Spielberg shows up to sign jaw, po- jaw posters. Wow. Wow. Claire did tell me, too. She told me one time, like, because one of her sketches got on air when she was working there. And she That's said cool. while they were taping it, she, she was standing there and she saw uh, Steven Spielberg was there standing next to Lauren, watching it while it happened. Wow. Expressionless. <laughs> Both were expressionless. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> New York. no reaction. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he wants to direct one. Let me direct one of these. One of these episodes of Saturday Night Live? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean... He's trying to talk maybe... Lauren into letting them direct. <laughs> Maybe he can turn the tide. Maybe he can. Maybe he can get even more viewers than Shane Gillis. Although I find that impossible to believe that anyone else could. It's the world we're in. It's the world we're in. Megan, so great to talk with you. That's the world we're in. Can't wait to see you again in person. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. It's gonna be check out all. Yeah. All the other. Check programs. out all the other programs. Have a summit dot com slash shop. Pick up an awesome story of DVD. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will see you. Right, right here. here. Next week. Next on week. On a live in person. Grift. In person. Episode of Grift. In person of Grift. Horse. Horse. <laughs> Bye, Howard. Bye. Bye.